0: Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing our studies today here in the book of First Thessalonians. We are here in chapter number 4, and we've been looking at verse number 16, which says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So as we've been looking here at this event known as the catching out of the saints, or what is commonly referred to as the rapture. We've been looking here in verse number 16 at this issue of how it talks about the Lord Jesus Christ coming with these three things, the shout, the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God. And have started looking at this issue of... The voice of the archangel and looking at it from the aspect of what it is that the scriptures actually say about the angelic realm because there's a lot of confusion that happens because man takes things that are written in the scripture and twists them around to not have them fit exactly what the word of god actually says so we spent a couple weeks looking at some you know, just general aspects of what is going on with the angelic realm, but now we're gonna actually look at the scriptures from the aspect of time past, but now and the ages to come of what it is that they say. And before we actually get into the, that aspect, I want to actually talk about that three-part breakdown because that's how when we rightly divide the word of truth as laid out in 2nd Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, we see that the scriptures are laid out into those three times of the time past but now and ages to come and how it is that the apostle Paul is actually laying out those times. If we turn over to Ephesians chapter number 2, we're going to see in this chapter Paul use all three terms to describe what's going on and the fact that there needs to be an understanding of looking at things from this aspect. And here in Ephesians chapter number 2, we'll start here at verse number 11. Says, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. So we see from these two verses how the Apostle Paul describing what he's calling time past, talking about where we were in the eyes of God, and how we as the Gentiles were separate from everything that God was doing with the nation of Israel, the distinction between the circumcision and the uncircumcision. So in time past... The circumcision was who God was focusing on working with. The circumcision is another name for the nation of Israel. Now, if we go down to verse number 13, we'll see that the apostle Paul is giving a second thing here when he says, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in the ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. So, we see here in these verses where Paul starts talking about what's going on in the period we're calling, but now, and saying about how, Now, those who were far off, the Gentiles, because we were separated from all those things, that we've been taken from being far off and have brought into a condition of where we are now nigh unto God. Now we can have that relationship with him if we've put our trust in the gospel message for today, the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. But the whole issue is that the Gentiles even have an opportunity to be in that relationship with God. And how in the period known as the but now, There is no separation between Israel and everyone else. It's everyone has an equal opportunity to have a relationship with God. Now, in verse number 7 of this chapter, we're going to see a third breakdown of things when Paul says, that in the ages to come he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. So, there was a time past. There's the but now. And then the third time breakdown that we're going to have here is the issue of the ages to come. So, the time frame that's after what we're just describing here in First Thessalonians, the event known as the catching out of the saints, that there's a things coming in the ages to come, which is going to bring about the culmination of God's program, the restoration of the heaven and the earth back unto himself. That's the end result of things, and that's... We see things, for example, in Ephesians 1 verse 10, talking about the dispensation of the fullness of times. You know, that's part of that ages to come that's being made a reference to here in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 7. So, what we're going to do now is start talking about the angelic realm from the aspect of what it is that the angels were doing during the period known as time past. So what is it that the angelic realm was doing with the nation of Israel? And it's important to look at these things because one of the things that you will see happen is that because individuals fail to rightly divide the word of truth, that they're going to try to pull some of these things out and say that this is what the angelic realm is doing today. We're going to look at you know seven specific things that the angelic realm was doing in time past, in that relationship with the nation of Israel. And we're going to start here over in the book of Acts in chapter number 7 and look here this is Stephen talking to the nation of Israel, and we're going to read verses 52 and 53, where it says, Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they have slain them, which should be for of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels, and have not... Kept it so we see how Stephen speaking here speaks of the fact that the law had been given to the nation of Israel by the disposition of angels, so it was the angelic realm that was communicating these things. Unto them, And what we're going to see is there's a number of verses that, and we're only going to look at some of them, that actually describe the fact that the angelic realm was actively speaking to the nation of Israel. We can see how even Paul makes a reference to this here in Galatians chapter number 3. In verse number 19, when he says, Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of the transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. So again, we're seeing how Paul describing the fact that the law was being given to them you know, and it says, you know, it was ordained by angels. So, Stephen in Acts 7 describing how it was given by the disposition of angels. Paul talking about how it was ordained by angels. So, we see these things, you know, talking about how the law was being given unto them. In this manner, now the author of the book of Hebrews makes it very clear when he says, Here in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 2 For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, and the author of this book. So you know the beginning of the verse says, "For if the word spoken by angels, so bringing up this issue of the angels speaking unto them, so that way, it's very clear what it is that the angelic realm was doing with this in this relationship with Israel, speaking and communicating things unto them." that way they would know what it is that God was going to be doing with them. And as we're seeing these things related to this communication, there's two aspects that go along with this and why there needed to be this communication. And the first one is the fact that they did not have a completed Word of God, and God was still giving them information. So things were being revealed, and since they needed to be revealed, it's going to be the angelic realm giving them this information. We've also understood the fact that the Jews require a sign. So this aspect of the angelic realm speaking unto them, this would have been a sign that they were doing the things that God intended for them to do by the fact that the angelic realm was speaking unto them and communicating. And that communication would only be happening if they were actually following along with exactly what was supposed to happen and following... The word of God properly. Let's turn over to the book of Zechariah. Now we're going to look at this minor prophet. And we're going to see multiple times in this prophecy. That Zechariah is going to be revealing the fact that it's an angel that's giving him this information. ...of this prophecy. We see in Zechariah chapter 4. We'll right at verse 1. It says, And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me, is a man that is wakened out of his sleep, and said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon. And seven pipes and seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof. Now let's skip down to chapter number five, verse five. That the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, Lift up now thine eyes, and see what is that, that goeth forth. And I said, What is it? And he said, This is an ephah that goeth forth. He said, Moreover... This is their resemblance through all the earth. Let's go down to chapter number 6 here in verse 5. And the angel answered and said unto me, These are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. And you see throughout this book this issue of Zechariah, Having this communication with this angel of where it's the angel that is showing him these images, these signs for him to be recording for the nation of Israel. So that way they would have this foundation of this prophecy for them to be understanding and it working out for them, and, and Israel, you know, they kept needing that sign. They kept needing the word of God to be revealed unto them. You know, so this was never a surprise to them, other than you know that feeling at times that they would say that they were unworthy of actually you know, having this happen and and having a thing of that feeling of, well, if this angel is coming and because I'm not worthy, I'm going to be struck down because of what was actually happening. Now, if we turn over to the book of Daniel and Daniel chapter 8, we're going to see, and again, we're just going to grab one, passage out of here as you know you have daniel again giving this you know information of the you know this prophecy and we're going to pick up here in verse 15 it says and it came to pass when i even i daniel had seen the vision and sought for the meeting then behold there stood before me as the appearance of a man and i heard a man's voice between the banks of ulai which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near where I was stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. So now we have Gabriel, who is going to be giving the information to Daniel here who's going to help him to understand what it is that he's seeing here and that way when he's writing it down that he at least has some idea of what it is that he's communicating to the nation of Israel to tell them about what's going to happen, in the ages to come now let's turn over to the book of luke and we're going to look here and see how you know and this is after israel has had a period of silence god has not been communicating with them which is why you're going to really see these things of you know individuals having this thing that they're being troubled and worried about what's happening because God had stopped dealing with them in this manner for a period of time because of their failures. Luke one we'll pick up here, verse 10. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. But when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and feared. Fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So we have this angel coming and speaking unto John, or speaking unto Zechariah to tell him about the birth of John. So Setting up what's going to happen. Skip down to verse number 26. Here it says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that are highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou... Among women. So now we have Gabriel coming and communicating unto Mary, and he's going to continue on describing what's going to happen related to the fact that she's going to conceive and bear the Lord Jesus Christ. Gabriel is giving her this information. Now, if we skip down to chapter number two, we're going to see a passage where the angelic realm is coming and speaking unto the shepherds here. In Luke chapter two, verse eight, it says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord Shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was... With the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from ha- from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see the thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. So, we see how the shepherds immediately recognized the fact that by the fact that this angel and then the multitude that came praising God, they immediately understood the fact that this was God making it known unto them by the angelic realm coming and communicating with them. So this is how, you know, when we look at these things, this is how Israel knew that God was actually dealing with them by the fact that the angels were coming and communicating and giving them this information. It was not a overall surprised that this would happen other than the fact that they were the ones that were specifically being dealt with and when we even look at this passage here you know we're getting closer to you know the Christmas holiday and you know this passage you know if you watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special you'll hear, this exact passage that we just read being quoted by Linus one of the characters on the cartoon you know something that you would probably never see and anything that's being put out now because the things are well we can't actually even talk about christianity we would they'd be talked about all the other religions you know bringing those things up But you have this page identifying what was going on, the recognition of the fact that this is the Word of God. And that's really what we are looking at the angels, and we only got through the first of those seven things. We'll cover much more of them next week, looking at what it is that the angelic realm does during the time past period. Now, as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some audio files to help you in your study of God's Word. We have charts to help you in that same manner. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you as well. So until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.